gentlemen the voice of reason has returned to kbla talk 1580 i'm your brother your friend your fellow flawed human being you guys already know how i get out i don't like it when people position themselves as perfect project themselves as perfect front like they're perfect and I don't like them to be stubborn. A lot of people stubborn. I'm perfect because I said so. I don't need to work on nothing. I'm fine just the way I am. No, you're not. No, 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 no. You guys know my rule here. Everybody is a work in progress. Everybody is a process, a continuous process, right? So you might be right about some small things, but you're not right in the large scheme of things, right? In the broad picture of things, in the grand scheme of things. So today, I'm doing a topic that I think is necessary. Today's topic, drum roll, please. Oh, we don't have a drum roll. Maybe one day we'll get a drum roll. But today's topic, voice of, re- uh, uh, voice of Reason Relationship Skills Challenge. A deeper look at the necessary skills and tools for maintaining a healthy relationship. And why is this necessary? Because let me tell you what relationship does. Let me give you some, 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 some truths about relationship. Number one. Nobody can be the expert of your experience. That's number one, right? You are the expert of what it means to be you in a relationship. So nobody can tell you more about you, right, than you know about yourself. Now, people are valuable in the sense that they can get you to acknowledge and admit things that you might not like about yourself, this is where therapists and clinicians and psychiatrists and those type of people come into play. But the reality of it is, you were born the expert of you. Does that mean other people can't come into your life and help you reach the plateaus of yourself? Yeah, because there are different plateaus. There isn't just one plateau. There are many different plateaus within you. So the problem with being an expert of yourself, you tend to project your knowledge, or we tend to project our knowledge, on to everybody else. So what that means is everybody gets to talk about relationships. Everybody want to talk about relationships. Let's talk about relationships. I got an opinion. Well, of course you do. You have an experience. Right? Everybody want to talk about it. Watch this. Here's a simple experiment. I'm looking at my live chat right now. What's one of the number one things relationships suffer from? 
Now, y'all, y'all type it so I can read it on the air. What's one of the number one issues that relationships suffer from? And you guys can call in, too, because, you know, this is an active conversation space, a non-judgmental conversation space. 1-800-920-1580. Call me right now. No judgment, no judgment, no judgment, no judgment. Call me right now. See, the chat room already saying it. In Zynga, lack of communication. Reggie White, lack of communication. Deanna, uh, Deanna, excuse me, uh, unrealistic expectations. Rob B, lack of understanding between the two involved. Uh, April Love, ego. Uh, Sydney Berry Sr., compromise. Uh, DT Todd, lack of communication. You see how many times lack of communication came up? Right? A lot of people have some pretty generic beliefs and understanding about relationships. But because they are an expert of their experience, who are you to tell them that they're wrong? So today's topic, I want you to envision, do we have any basketball music uh maybe uh curtis blow uh they playing basketball or maybe one of the stadium songs we need some type of atmosphere so i can paint the picture for you you know radio is theater of the mind and i want to get you guys to you know feel me in this environment because today's topic yes it's an interesting topic. If you can visualize yourself at the All-Star Game. This is the Relationship Skills Challenge. Ha <laughs> ha! We want to know what's in your relationship toolbox. What skills do you have? What skills have you inherited? What skills do you need to make it to the playoffs? What skills are missing to round out your team? You might have a star, but no role players. We want to know on the voice of reason, are you up for the relationship skills challenge? Ladies and gentlemen, did you know you could inherit a weak relationship team from your family? Oh, everybody's uh, communication. But what if your family had a combative communication style? That's what's on your team. That's it. That's you got to draft. You got to trade some people, and you got to make some drafts. <laughs> the voice of reason skills challenge. What skills did you inherit? It? Did, did you inherit? And what skills are you willing to trade? Is your relationship toolbox empty? Is your relationship toolbox lacking a star player? If it was, what would that star player be? How proficient are you and your significant other? at relating to one another. Hmm? 
Sometimes people don't know why we don't relate or why there are bumps in the road that prevent us from effectively relating with each other. What skills are most important in a relationship? What skills should you have? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I want to know your skill set. You guys are listening to the voice of reason, the VOR. I'm on fire tonight already. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I need to speak to you. How experienced are you at perspective taking? That's a heavy piece right there. In many relationships, we're good at sharing our perspective. And we're also good at interpreting and remixing and translating our partner's perspective. We never really listen without the filter of what we've been through. So it's very difficult to understand where our partner is coming from. This is why we jump to so many assumptions. So what you mean? You, you, what you saying? I know you ain't saying what I think you said. See what I'm saying? <laughs> How experienced are you at per- perspective taking? Perspective taking is a skill set. And remember... The work of John Bowlby told us that your attachment style is carried on into your adult relationships. You get it when you're a child from your primary caregiver. There are different attachment styles. You have secure attachment, insecure attachment, avoidant, right, attachment style or indifferent and, you, and this happens to you when you're a kid. So if the person taking care of you is not really taking care of you, <laughs> you understand? See, you can get fed and clothed and still not be taken care of. So whatever they are putting on you, you are modeling it. And you carry that model into your adult relationship. So let me bring it back. How experienced are you at perspective taking? Huh? Can you take somebody's perspective without interpreting it? How skilled are you at taking an interest in what is important to your partner? Ooh. <laughs> And do you know how to discern, right? Tell the difference between, look, what you care about, I care about. But that don't mean you're right. It might be right for you, right? But your right is not a blanket right for the whole relationship. 1-800-920-1580. How skilled, or excuse me, let me change it up. How adept are you at expressing love and positive emotions verbally. You may have somebody that just can't articulate their feelings. And it is a skill to be able to do that. And some partners might need you to speak on it, to really open up and share how you really feel. 1-800-920-1580. The phone lines are about to start cracking. I'm Zoe Williams. This is the voice of reason. Can I get that Bulls music again? Hey, 
You know it's a great song. Let me, let me before I go out, this is a great one. I love LA. I love LA. We gotta play it going out. We can't represent the Bulls. We got to represent LA. What's this? Randy Newman. This is what the, the forum used to sound like. Shaquille O'Neal comes down the court. Kobe, Kobe Bryant has the ball. Kobe Bryant crosses over. No, Nick Van Exel crosses over. Find Shaquille. And soon as Shaquille dunked that ball. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Voice of Reason on KBLA Talk 1580. We are doing the Relationship Skills Challenge. What skills do you have? What skills do you need? What skills are good but limited? Do you know? Take this song in right now. We be, we're coming forward in a second. Here we go. Rolling down Imperial Highway. The big nasty bed out of my side. Santa and the wind's blowing hot from the north. As we do it again It's the true living with a youthful vengeance And I'm a judge Bathish your ass Give you a crucial sentence You need at least 12 Ladies and gentlemen That's the legendary gang star The name of the record is called Skills My co-host is my playlist So you know the music is going to reflect What we're talking about today Skills Today's topic Relationship Skills Challenge Yes, we can all talk about relationships because we all have an intimate understanding of relationships. But please understand what you've been through tends to, um, what is the word, uh, tends to warp your understanding of what you've been through. I know that I know that sounds crazy, but it does. If you've been through a traumatic situation, that trauma warps your perception. If you've been through a problematic, a frustrating, a, a, a disappointing, an unloving, a dissatisfactory experience, whatever you've been through serves as a type of shade over your spiritual eye, your psychological eye, the way you look at the world. So your skills can be, I would say, limited or hampered by what you've been through. So what you've been through does serve a purpose, though. You're supposed to overcome what you've been through. You're not supposed to be defined by what you've been through, right? What you've been through doesn't make you who you are. Your ability to overcome what you've been through, your ability to transcend what you've been through is actually who you are, not what you've been through, 1-800-920-1580. I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear from everybody. We got a great topic tonight. You already know what it is. We're going deeper and deeper into this. How skilled are you at smoothing things over with your partner after being irritated with one another? How That's a skill. How many people stay mad? How many people ruminate over points? Like, for instance, you've, you guys made peace, you squashed it, you left it alone. But you still 
are ruminating over a point you didn't get to speak on. Right? You didn't say it. We good too soon. Because you really still want to talk about what you want to talk. It's a skill to be able to smooth things over first with yourself and then with your partner. How good are most of you at that skill? Is that skill in your toolbox? Here's another one. As, as we read earlier, how skilled are you at expressing love and positive emotions Verbally, it's very hard for a lot of people to speak on how they feel, right? It's a skill to take interest in what interests your partner, even though it doesn't interest you. So how many times have you seen pseudo interest? The go along to get along. All right, I guess I got to go to church with her because you know she want to go to church. Once every blue moon Sunday, I'm going to show. No. (laughs) Taking interest in what interests your partner is a skill. How good are you at it? Hmm? How adroit are you at providing clear-headed advice? Listen to this. Because everybody's going to say they're good at giving advice, right? There's a twist in this question. Listen very carefully. How adroit are you at providing clear-headed advice only after your partner asks for it? Ooh, one 800 See, a lot of us just, we just offer. Listen, what you need to do, let me tell you what you need to do. First of all, that lady at the job, the one that be talking to you, let me tell you what you need to do with her. You need to pull her, uh, just wait till lunch. Do y'all go to lunch? Y'all leave, y'all leave, y'all leave work when you go to lunch, right? Okay, when you when you leave work, see, because now you're not at work. So if she get a little snippy, which anything can go down from there, you see. See, sometimes with these people, you got to show them. See, I'd show you better than i tell you. <laughs> How good are you at withholding your advice until your partner specifically asks for it? And then when they ask for it, how good are you at delivering sound, usable, applicable advice, valuable advice? 1-800-920-1580. Phone lines are already jacked. <laughs> can I hit, can I, can I ask one more question, Andy? You got to be like uh, Jim, Jane Brown, uh, his band. You got to be like, yeah. Can I ask one more question, Andy? Yeah. One more question, Andy. Yeah. Put it on the one, Andy. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, man. How skilled are you at soothing your own emotional and mental irritability? Ooh. How good at you at calming yourself down? I'm not very good at it. Here, I'm not finna sit up here and play with y'all. When I get mad, it's over. Somebody better call Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer, your son down here tripping. He over. He done. He done jumped off the cliff. One 1580 When I come forward, phone lines are cracking. We're gonna have a real discussion. We bold and impressive. That'll I manifest. Some new product from a known team. Brothers know me, and you can bet they know Green. 
So here we go for your stereo And you can tell that it's real when you hear me go, hear me go Skills Top rank, point blank, we vital Spit flow, step shows, peep the recital Skills Now, you feel it when we drop those hot Stop foes killing it, we got those Skills It's the music that the street loves He's stuck, it's now repping this with deep love Skills Gangstar doing He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, the playlist is on fire tonight. I'm playing the greatest lyrical skills you've ever heard in hip hop. That was Knowledge is King by Cool Modi, produced by Teddy Riley. Yonder dig. What? Kumo D, knowledge is king. What did he say? <laughs> the third verse is, my rhyme makes a weak mind anorexic. You can't hang without slang, so eject it. You see, listen, lyrical skills. That's what we're doing tonight. The playlist is going to show you what lyrical skills are while the show talks about relationship skills. What's in your toolbox? Many of us have a very impoverished toolbox. But let me tell you something. God don't make no mistakes. God gave you an empty toolbox because he wanted you to create tools. Ooh-ooh. Uh-oh. God said, listen, your family's toolboxes. Listen, you don't need to take none of them tools with you. So what we're going to do is get you an empty toolbox. And you thought you were poor. No, that's an opportunity to create new tools. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to tell you, man, lyrics and skills tonight. Ladies, let's go to the phone line. Reggie from Austin, Texas is in the building. Reggie? Hey, what's up, though? Man, you know you're the hardest man to get in contact with. Am I? Man, I've been trying to cut... Man, I've been trying to call your show for like three days, man. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, you know, the phone lines is crazy over here, bro. Absolutely, man, but it's just good to talk to you. Um, all right, as far as the toolbox is concerned, I guess it, it starts with my with my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, I wasn't listened to, and I had to kind of fight for my parents' attention. Mm -hmm. And, like, you really had to show out to get their attention. So when I grew up, I learned how to listen to people because I wasn't listened to. Mm. And um, I developed, um, like, reflective listening. Mm. So I won't just listen to you and just shake my head and just say, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll repeat back what you said to me so that you know that you're being heard. And that's a tool that's in my toolbox as far as, far as relationships because everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be understood. And I don't, I don't try to reach and say, okay, I've heard enough of you so I know what your problem is because I don't know what anybody's problem is. You know what your problem is. Come on. Come and so on. I, think, I think if I give you enough space for you to feel safe and for you to feel welcome, you'll say what your problem is, and you'll find out the answer to your problem. And um, I do that with my patients at my job. Um, I do that in my relationships. I do that in my friendships. And it's easy for people to talk to me because, first, I don't think I know everything. Matter of fact, I know I don't know anything. I know me, but I don't know you. So let me give you an opportunity to, to, to say who you are. That's the first thing. But... 
the flip side to that is the downfall is like I learned how to work for my parents. Mm. So I spent a whole lot of time working and I spent a whole lot of time listening to other people. And I need to spend less time doing that and more time in my relationship, too. So let me and so let me ask you, this, yeah. Reggie, let me ask you. Yeah. What about the invert of that? Do you find that one of your expectations and in intimate relationship is to be heard because you weren't heard when you were a child? I don't think so. Um, because I know that nobody's going to give me anything that I can't give myself. Mm, so I need on. to listen to me. Come on. Brother. I need to listen to me. <laughs> and I, and I know she can't listen to me because she's dealing with her stuff. She can only listen to me for, to a certain point. You see what I'm saying? And I can't expect that from her because nobody can hear me the way I want to, I want to be heard. <laughs> nobody can hear me like that. Reggie in here I teaching hear tonight. Me. Are y'all listening? This is Reggie's perspective. Do not judge him. Do not condemn this, brother. This is a very <laughs> unique perspective that he has cultivated on his own. I'm listening, Reggie. Keep going. So if if I'm listening to me like I need to be heard, then I will develop the answer to my problem. And plus, I go to therapy as well. Um, you know, I hear a lot of a lot of tripped out things every day in my at my job. So. I need to to get all that off my chest, so I go to a therapist as well. So, so you I mean, are being heard. So you are no being doubt. Heard. Yeah, I am yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I pay somebody to hear me for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, and even though even my therapist is good as she is, I know she won't give me what I need more than I will. Mm. I have to. It's some work that I have to do. She can't do the work for me. So you know, it's 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 knowing your limits. And it's being open to everybody being totally unique and taking people as they are and not as you want them to be. And um, once I got that under my belt, life became easier for me, man. Man. It became much easier. Let me just say this, brother. We appreciate you mm -hmm. when you call in, brother. You cooking with the rarest oils, avocado oil, grapeseed oil. Uh, what's a, what's a really oh olive oil very nice refined uh, extra virgin olive you are cooking at a high level you're on Emerald Lagasse level brother we appreciate <laughs> the insight from you Reggie you know you could call in anytime brother thanks for bringing Austin Texas in the building always man Take care. yeah hey if you want to bring your city in the building you know what you got to do all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 let's get sean from oakland california in here hey zoda what yeah. a wonderful call from uh you know that reggie that young man everyone every a hey, reggie everyone's young to me so what i'm saying is wow that was beautiful mm -hmm. because you know Here's the thing, you know, from my perspective, we all borrow from other people's perspective. Now, if you're in a serious relationship, so I have to clarify that or, you know, make it known, you know, if you're just dating or, you know, having that kind of thing, all bets are off. You don't know what's going to happen in the short term. But if you're in a serious relationship, Choose your battles wisely. Mm. Please choose your battles wisely. Because those things that would upset me and get me like, oh, man, you just crossed my wires. Mm. I have to sit back and wait a second. Because if I really want to make this relationship work, 
I'm going to have to figure out what exactly the entire narrative, the entire context is. Mm. And I think that's important because sometimes it can cross your wires real quick and you may be missing out on an opportunity at a a very good relationship because you jumped the gun Mm -hmm. because the only thing you can control is, you know, how you treat the other person. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you, even when they cross your wires, or they hit your buttons, and you know what I mean. If people hit your buttons, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, you're doing that," wait, you know, wait, wait, you ask Sean, them the Sean, yes. stay with us, stay sure. with us. We got to go forward. But when yeah. we come back, you're going to be the person we talk to. We got to move forward. But Sean from Oakland, California, is absolutely cooking with grease. We we, we gonna get the rest of it. Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Rock him! Untouchable. Not one curse word. No profanity. Just straight lyrics. Come on. Your arms are too short to box with Ra. So quit. Because you don't want no kind of conflict. Come, Come on. The record is called Untouchable. He was lyrically untouchable. Skills. This is what is lacking in our relationships. Today's topic, of course, Relationship Skills Challenge. And we're outlining the necessary skills, right, for being in a healthy relationship. And my playlist is my co-host, and I'm playing all MCs that are the most skilled, the most lyrical, the most proficient at painting pictures with words and Rakim. Of course, is my number one MC of all time. But if you need a, a, a bit of a precursor on tonight's topic, how adroit are you at listening in relationships? Right? How, uh, how uh, proficient are you at negotiating and collaboration in relationships? Are you a master architect of building healthy boundaries that have no residue of what you've been through? Ooh, Lord. Oh, goodness. How skilled are you at giving compassion and empathy both to yourself and your partner? How good are you at practical responsibility? See, people say, well, you need certain skills for... Listen, if you're listening to this show, I am actually telling you the topics and subjects to go study in order to fill up that toolbox. 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone lines. I want to talk to everybody. Sean was making a point. Get back in here, Sean. Hey, brother, so... What? What? First of all, Rock Kim, that's my number one as well. So I think you're a brother from another mother. Yes, sir. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, I, I I challenge anybody to put his whole total package up um, historically. But you know, once again, it's a lot of subjective because a lot of people, you know, different strokes for different folks. So I understand all the other ones, but. Nah, rock him. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, 
here's my thing with relationships on on, on the subject. Man, you're hitting it. Zoda um, <laughs> is that uh, I'm telling you, set the tone, brothers. Set the tone because you know. Look, I'm not telling everybody to be Pollyanna, you know, positive, right? But you set the tone. And you know your triggers or your, um, you know, setting you off or, you know, the things that um, someone can say to you to just, you know, make you like want to, you know, get the hell out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you might be missing an opportunity. So what I'm saying is you set the tone. You set the tone. This is how you do it. You set the tone. And I have to say it is positive. You know, and I do know what to say. I've been married a long time, so I'm lucky. But, uh, you know, I, I, I learned this. I, I didn't know this from the very beginning. It took me a time to learn. So anyone listening, don't think that, you know, I'm some perfect person that did all this stuff. No, I had to learn. I had to learn. But you set the tone, you know, and be positive because the first thing that happens in the day when you wake up out of that bed and everyone's got to do a job and they got to do things and if you have kids hello all that stuff hey set the tone good morning boom and then hey let's do this you know i gotta do this you gotta do that get ready for school bam boom bang you know and then all (laughs) of a sudden we're into a day Mm -hmm. because so you know this you you have kids and stuff, so you know it gets chaotic, you know. But if you set the tone, and that's my thing to say, uh, borrowing from all my family and my people that I grew up with perspective, because you were talking about borrowing from perspective, that's what you do. Set the tone. Be the leader. Be that person that does that. Because even if you fail and everything falls apart in that day, you know you did your best to make that day the best thing it could be. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate the insight. We appreciate you hanging on and coming forward with us. Listen, the phone lines are on fire. If you want to bring your city in the building like Sean brought Oakland into the building, all you got to do is call me at one 800 Let's get to Tiffany from the A, Atlanta, Georgia. What up, Tiffany? Hello. The first thing I want to start off at is asking a question. So everybody in the chat, how skilled are you at manipulating your partner in moments to get along? And I ask that because we're talking about taking interest in your partner's interest, right? But how many times have you taken interest in something similar to what you said earlier, Zoe? Just like, okay, let me just go on church with her because she's going to get started if I don't. Here we go. How many times have you did that? but only to be in the loop with your partner. Mm. Not because you like it whole time, but you want something else that you're able to put yourself on the pedestal for, for your partner and to pretty much keep your partnership like so-called interested in you. I give an example. I couldn't stand sports growing up whole time. I quit basketball and everything in middle school and high school. Like I just really wasn't with it. I was always wheezing up and down the court like I just I couldn't get with it, couldn't do the three-man weave, just couldn't do it. However, once you skip a few, my adult life, all of a sudden, I'm this super-duper big basketball fan. 
couldn't really even get into football like that whole time because it was just like, okay, too much stop and go, too much stop and go. And then not all of a sudden I'm this super duper football fan. And all that has actually stuck with me. I love this. I love sports now, but I picked all of that up from relationships, just trying to be in the loop. And it, it became a manipulative trait to have where it's like, Starting from um, a young age, I started dating men that was always like at least three to five years older than me. So I had to feel as if I had to get on their level, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up and devise ways Wait, to Tiffany, seem interesting. Tiffany, stay with me. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. I got to carry you forward. We got news. We got traffic. We got everything. Sports. Everything is happening. When we come forward, we go. Gentlemen. We care. I know that they the greatest MCs in hip-hop history is 2023, and hip-hop turns 50 this year. These are the greatest MCs of all time. They had what the MCs used to call skills. You couldn't sound like nobody else. You had to be original, or else everybody's going to want to dish you. Like me is what KRS was. I will dish you for being unoriginal. Originality was a skill set. It was in the toolbox of the great MCs of the golden age of 80s, right? The uh, mid to late 80s, the golden age, man. So my playlist is my co-host. I'm I'm actually featuring MCs that are considered considered the most skilled of all time. And KRS-One is my number two on my list of greatest MCs of all time. Now, it ties into the topic because we're taught this is a relationship skills challenge. What skills are you lacking when it comes to relating? What skills did you inherit that actually impede, serves as an impediment to your relational happiness. I want to know. 1-800-920-1580. We have some beautiful young ladies on the line right now. I'm about to get to them right now. Tiffany was making her point. She's calling out of Atlanta, Georgia. Talk to me. All right. So one of the things that you just asked is um, pretty much what are some, some things that you didn't say verbatim, but that is more so like stifling in a relationship some traits that you may hold in your toolbox and one of mine is being raised to manipulate rather than to genuinely reciprocate mm -hmm. so a lot of times my mom would more so um, suggest that you have to treat a man a certain way in order to be able to get ahead which is how I centered my entire being around dealing with men at one point in time and it got to a point of like I was saying earlier like just taking interest in something because I felt like it could be utilized to seem more interesting to my partner as if I wasn't already more interesting. But that goes deeper into a topic of seeking male validation, something we spoke about a couple of shows ago. Mm -hmm. Really quickly to finish and wrap this up. Um, and I also want to ask another question to the listeners. Are you only expressing yourself through extreme measures like hurting yourself or others just to feel heard by throwing like an adult temper tantrum and acting out and stuff like that? Um, so it's like 
ultimately just continuing the conversation on down the line. But no, thanks no, no, for listening, no, no, no. everybody. Wait, 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 wait. This is big. You can't just see. I see what you do. You try to run up out of here. You try to dump off some stuff and then and then bounce. That's not gonna happen. You you're telling oh, me your God. mother taught you to manipulate mm-hmm. men in order to reach a mm-hmm. particular outcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that I'm not very proud of, but it is my history. It is um, how I actually got to where I am today. And that's also something picking back and off of Reggie and him speaking about therapy. My therapist just sits and looks at me. She reacts to me by facial expressions, but she doesn't say much. And to that extent, I keep paying her because I actually feel heard. And it's a situation where it's like, you know what? I didn't get this a lot. I didn't get this a lot from none of my family. I will always get laughed off. I will always get ranked on. Like, it will always be very dismissive. So to see somebody just sit down and just listen is more than enough for me. And she just let me go on and ramble and stuff like that. But I'm also very considerate of people's time, which is why you see, like, how I came up. It was like, okay, express what you got to express and get the... Um, so now it's like, I do that on your show, like here, 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 here. Okay. Okay. I'm out. But you do know, you you do know the universe is Mm -hmm. very economical in its experiences. It doesn't give you an experience that you can't learn from, that you can't Mm -hmm. recontextualize. So your mother gave you, uh, what you perceive as a faulty toolbox, right? And there there are many Mm -hmm. different perspectives where you could go pro and con or whatever. But the the purpose of why we're raised the way we're raised is to grow up. And how you grow up is to transcend what you were taught as the truth. Are you hip? Are you hip to Joseph Campbell? I am not. Okay. I want you to look up this documentary with Bill Moyers and Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell used to teach at Sarah Lawrence in New York, and he is like a cultural anthropologist, very deep, understands all the world's cultures. And from his studies and teaching, what he discovered was in the movie, when you're dealing with a hero, every hero goes through a particular arc. He starts Mm -hmm. at home. His home is his normal. His home is his ordinary. And then he gets the call. Neo gets the call when the computer says, wake up, follow the white rabbit. The girl comes to the door. He gives them some type of bootleg disc. He sees the tattoo of the white rabbit. It said, follow the white rabbit. By the time he followed them, they go to a club. He meets a woman who knows a dude that he's been looking for, Morpheus. This is all the hero's journey, right? Joseph Campbell outlined Mm -hmm. this whole thing, right? Sometimes you got to get that call to leave your ordinary, which is what you modeled. Sometimes we refuse the call. Then we run into the mentor. Morpheus is Neo's mentor. Uh, 
Uh, Yoda is Luke Skywalker's mentor. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker's mentor. We run into a mentor, and the mentor said, hey, man, there's something in you. I know it's in you, but you're going to have to cultivate it, right? Then you cross Mm -hmm. the threshold. You start to believe. He's beginning to believe. Right. At first, he didn't believe he didn't. I'm not the one. Anybody could be the one. See that little kid over there bending the spoon. He might be the one. Do you see? Then you go into an ordeal. The ordeal for Neo was what? Oh, Lord. Uh, Trinity about to die in that damn helicopter. I need to find a way. <laughs> More, they about to kill Morpheus. Oh, Lord. And once he accepted the ordeal, this is what I have to do. I can't let them kill Morpheus because uh, the oracle told me that, you know, I don't know what you're waiting on, son. <laughs> know thyself. What's wrong with you? You the one, but you don't believe it. What you waiting on? He hmm. didn't believe it. And then he was hit with the ordeal. Go save Morpheus. He goes to save Morpheus. That ordeal transforms him. Because remember in the movie, they're taught to run from the agents. Whenever, whatever you do, you see an agent, you run. You understand me? Don't you try to fight one of them agents, they're going to kill you. Everybody who ever fought one died. But not in the train station when Neo, right, stood up to Agent Smith. And the first thing Morpheus said was he's beginning to believe. What I'm trying to tell you is relationships work the same way. You get a call to leave your ordinary, to leave Uh, your attachment style. You have the power to rewrite whatever programming is in your spirit, in your psyche. You have the power to do it, but it ain't going to be easy. And when you return home, you will be transformed. When Neo came back, he was bona fide, unquestioned, the one. When Luke Skywalker came back, he was bona fide, a master Jedi, done deal. Do you get what I'm saying? You're transformed, but you got to go through it. Sister girl, mm-hmm. I appreciate you for waking this up in me. Tiffany from Atlanta. We love you, girl. Call in anytime. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call Zoe Williams, the voice of reason, at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more sisters are on the phone. We're going to speak to them all. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, The Voice of Reason is one of the most revolutionary relationship talk shows in the history of radio. Where, where else can you go where we mix music knowledge, relationships, philosophy, religion, spirituality, metaphysics? All of it is happening at one time. I don't, I don't understand. What? Where does it happen? <laughs> that was Lupe Fiasco on Beeman. Let me tell you something. Lupe is a master Jedi MC. A lot of people don't understand how incredible Lupe Fiasco is. A lot of people don't understand how, how amazing he is. Now, let me just tell you this. 
Lupe Fiasco is actually doing a course on hip-hop at MIT. I need y'all to understand, he is literally teaching how to do this at a high level of proficiency at one of the most prestigious, one of the most intellectually sound universities in America. He is teaching hip-hop at MIT. I I watched a whole lecture of him breaking down the subtle nuances of hip-hop. I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about nobody. I ain't... Listen, the young kids got the way they do it. I remember when hip-hop first came in, old people used to be like, that's noise. But when I tell you there is a science and a power behind the spoken word that reaches all the way back to the ancients, the griots, man, the power that hip-hop has, and I'm talking about just skills, This brother Lupe Fiasco has it. Listen, I'm talking about skills on my playlist, and I'm talking about skills in your relationships. We got some sisters on the line. I want to speak to them. We just finished talking to Tiffany, and I was telling Tiffany about the hero's journey, how that's an arc that you can see in all of the heroes, right? Whether it's Spider-Man, whether it's Batman, whether it's... Thor, they all use this blueprint from Joseph Campbell. And the point that I was making was we have to walk away from our normal. That is a sign of maturity. To be able to look at what you were taught. I told my son this when he was 18. I said, listen, man, you're about to go off to Auburn. You're about to go off into the world. Your job is to see how much of what I told you is useful to you. Your job is to see if what I told you was limited or flawed or broken in any way. And the world is going to show you and test what I've told you. And you're going to find that some things are useful and a lot of things aren't. And for the things that are not useful to you, sir, you're going to have to become the architect of the tools you actually need. You got to break away from your ordinary like Neo like John Connors. I don't even want to get into the sister who actually wrote those. But let's get the sisters on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my sister from Jacksonville, Florida. Mimi has returned to the Voice of Reason. Get in here. Hey, Zoe. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing? How are you enjoying tonight's topic? I came in late. I had to catch up. And I have to say, it's been a fire show. Tiffany is my new therapist. We love her, right? (laughs) I love Tiffany. Yes. I love her. And I was, I'm like her, I was just going to say what I was going to say and that was it. Okay. But when she said, ladies, I can't remember how she put it exactly, are you um, guilty of being a manipulator in a relationship? Right. And I immediately said, no. But as y'all were talking, I was thinking, well, wait a minute. I know who I am. I know who I've been in relationships. I want what I want when I want it. And I have found myself using my my looks, my femininity, my voice, 
to get what I want. And I said, that's manipulation. Mm. That is manipulation. And I didn't really consciously realize what I was doing, but I have done that. And I said, I want to really be with the man that I hear him. He hears me, but I want to hear him too. Okay. Transparency. We love you for just open. Mimi, you opened up tonight. It's you, though. It's you. You're like Ianla, but the male version. Ianla. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we appreciate that. That's big. That's big. I didn't even see it. Like, when she said that, I was like, oh, no, that's not me. But as she was talking, I was like, yeah, that's me. Mm. That's me. Mm. That's Mm. me. Okay. There you go. I love it. I love the transparency. (laughs) Now, the next step is what you're going to do about what you learned about you. Uh, I'm going to work on myself. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do it this evening. I'm going (laughs) to I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to work on myself. I'm single, so there's nobody to manipulate at this time. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. Okay. I'm going to listen. Well, we're going to roll with you during this process. We love you. And you already know you got a place at the table. Call me anytime. Okay. All right. Oh, man, they call it in. They're sharing. They're pouring their hearts out. We love it. Let's get to April in Los Angeles. April, welcome. Thank you for bringing L.A. into the building. Hi, Phil. How are you? Oh, we turned up tonight. We turned up. How you doing? Good. I'm excellent. Excellent playlist. I love Harris One. Mm-hmm. Gosh, love's going to get you. Rock him. My microphone fiend, mm-hmm. um, gosh, you are just bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. But I know this is not hip hop, but it is because Drake like her. Um, Chardet, <laughs> is it a crime? Right. When you talk about relationships, and I got my relationships from my parents, and I can say the the next generation that we had, um, my nephew, my deceased nephew, mm-hmm. he Richie was Rich. expressive. Mm-hmm. Richie Rich from Pasadena and mm-hmm. he was expressive and we were expressive and he got a lot of love from us but his expression and the way that he verbalized it and the way that um, we were uncomfortable because we loved each other but we never said it verbally we never gave that verbal affirmation that Richard was able to give the whole family Mm-hmm. And continues to give in his death. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that because, you know, he would give shoulder rubs. And I felt uncomfortable. I don't like nobody touching me. I'm like, what was up? He's but, like, how you doing? But, was, but intimate and, touch is a skill set. And sometimes. And that's what yeah. he would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, I mean, he would give nice ones. I was like, ooh, stop, nephew, stop. Oh, Lord, <laughs> Lord. Wait, hold on, April. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, but that's, but I'm just saying that he was able, and I knew his um, his uncle, 
And he had a lot of traits of his uncle who died at a young age. And um, he had a lot of traits. And my mother used to say that, that, that Richard was like, you know, our, 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 our cousin, uncle um, Rod. And he did. And, but my, my family and his mother was able to cultivate those things. Mm -hmm. And he did have, have a lot of attributes. He was highly intelligent. He was highly verbal. He was highly, you know, physical and just in your face. But it was cultivated by his mother and by his father and a healthy balance. So, you know, whatever way way he would go, he always knew he had a landing pad. But, you know, we knew that, too. And then afterwards, when he, you know, he talked about his father mm-hmm. and the foundation that his mother and his father gave us only because we were all here. And now April. that I saw that his expression was the way it was, I'm glad because it, it was like, I was like, come April, down, boy. April, baby, we got to go. I so love these Richie Rich stories, but we got to go. I appreciate your call. But if you want to call back or hang on, would you like to hold on and tell us the rest? All right, hold on. When we come forward, April in Los Angeles is going to finish it up for us. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. (laughs) LL Cool J from the Walking with a Panther album. If you're listening to him, what you don't understand, the style that he's executing here is called multi-flow. You hear Rakim do it a lot. That's called a multi-flow. And what's interesting about this particular record, Nitro, it's Cool Modi's favorite LL record. Because what he said was, if LL would have responded to how you like me now with Nitro, he would have won the battle. It would have been over. (laughs) LL, one of the most skilled lyricists in the history of hip-hop. Why is my playlist my co-host? Because my playlist is illustrating a point. The greatest MCs are the most skilled MCs. They tend to leave a deeper, more lasting impact. What I'm saying about relationships is the skills that you have in relationship extend or could extend the life of the relationship, could enhance the quality of the relationship. But if you don't have the skills, if you don't cultivate the skills, if you don't go looking for the skills, like for instance, you can't be psychologically, spiritually wounded, unhealthy, and expect to build a healthy boundary. I had a sister tell me, her name was, uh, 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 what's my sister's name? Her name escapes me. Uh, Veronica Conway. Veronica Conway was this business consultant. And, you know, she consulted the NBA and all kind of other people. And she was telling me, she said, you cannot have fear while you're writing your business plan. 
because you're going to write fear into the business plan. Now, some people, oh, that's that's spooky and, and metaphysical and weird. And she was like, no, 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 no. You must be fearless when writing the business plan because you do not want to infect the business plan with your fears. I believe the same thing happens with our boundaries. If you allow fear to help construct a boundary, it's not a healthy boundary. If you allow ego, if you allow unhealed wounds to help be the architect for your boundaries, what you've actually created is a prison, right? Your healthy boundaries are going to look totally different, right, from the unhealthy boundaries you have labeled as healthy once you purge yourself of all of your limitations. And unfortunately, the skill set that you inherited from your parents, from your experiences, can either make or break the success of your relationship. Take this skill, self-sufficiency. How adroit are you at being self-sufficient? That matters in an intimate relationship. What about emotional responsibility? That's a skill set. Compassion, empathy, these are skills. What, what about your skill in honoring commitments? Ooh. What about the skill of autonomy? Right? Feeling grounded and rooted and confident in yourself, regardless of your relationship status. That is a skill. What about accountability? I'm labeling I'm labeling more than just when you see people on the, on, on the relationship talking. Well, you know, communication. I, I done passed communication 25, 30 times. Right. At, at what level of proficiency are you at with regards to accountability? Right. What, what about your patience for yourself and your partner? That's a skill set. What about your forgiveness tool? Do you have tainted, broken concepts about forgiveness? If I forgive you, you got to do something different. It's not, it's, that's not what forgiveness is for. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for your partner. It's not a leveraging tool. But many people think that way. What about resilience? How strong are you? Right? Through whatever circumstances you're going through, how do you evolve through these things intact? Oh, God, don't even get me into acceptance. You don't even accept yourself most of the time. I'm telling you the truth. Somebody could call in and say I'm lying. Most people don't accept themselves. They haven't developed the skill of self-acceptance. And I know if you haven't developed the skill of self-acceptance, there's no way you're going to be able to develop the skill of accepting someone else as they are without judgment. What about joy, gratitude, and optimism? You get people who pine over something that they claim they want, and when they get it, they're dissatisfied. Let me give you an example. I've been in, I've been in a car before, man. This is what I hate. Have you ever been in a car with somebody? It's usually a woman. I'm sorry. See, I'm this type of person. I order some food. I get the food. I get home. The food is wrong. 
I go, well, I'm going to eat this food. Pay for it. Women be like, put your shoes on. Put your, put your jacket back on. Come on. We got to go. We got to. We got to go all the way back across town. Because they done left. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> they done left out the pickled ginger. That's what I went all the way over there. I went over there for the pickled ginger. Give me the receipt. Let me call them. No. <laughs> Let me get my girl April back on the phone. April from Los Angeles. Oh. Talk to me. <laughs> oh, God. You ain't cracking me up. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> but just to pivot, I just want to give credos to your um, younger callers. I'm, I'm in a different age demographic, and they are so intuitive. And I just appreciate those sisters and coming through and telling their truth and you being able to bring that out in them. That's very important. No, I love and it. I love we it. are just, just a reflection of who we, we were born up with right. and I'm, I'm, I'm working it through and I tell them young sisters and everybody that I meet and come in contact with, you just a work in progress right. and you got to keep going. Yeah. Well, April, we love keep you. Going. We love Richie Rich. We love you. Please keep calling in. You you keep us connected to Richie, so please keep calling in, okay, sis? All right. Love y'all. Bye. All right, now. Whoa, it's on fire tonight. Tonight's topic. If you want to bring your city in the building like April just brought Los Angeles in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We on fire tonight. But guess what? When I come forward, we have a call originating from the wetlands of Fallopia America, and we shall speak to this young man because he has a great deal of knowledge to shed on said topic. When we come forward, the voice of reason definitely has a lot to talk about. Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. The voice of reason. You are listening. To the lyrical stylings of what is arguably the closest we've ever gotten to the proficiency of Rakim. Nas. The record is called I Gave You Power. I want all the old heads. I'm considered an old head now. But I want everybody that's old who appreciates art. Older, I should say. Who appreciates art. Go back, look up the record by Nas, I Gave You Power. The brother paints tapestries with his words. This whole song is about being a gun, right? A throwaway gun. And what he's saying is, when you listen to the song, He's saying, I gave you power because you don't have none. And the only power you can extrapolate is from me, the gun, killing other brothers. So the gun gets depressed. The gun is like, man, listen, this has got to stop. I've been thrown away. People keep me in a drawer with other guns that are tired, that are that are crying and and upset about the work they didn't put in on the streets. 
So then finally, the gun says, the next time he grabs me, I'll be free. Because I'm a jam on him. I'm a jam on him. When he's when he pulls out to shoot somebody, I'm a jam. And then I'll be free. So the guy gets in a confrontation, pulls out the gun. He jams himself. The guy gets shot. The gun falls to the ground. And he's like, yeah, I'm free. And then some other knucklehead kid grabs him. And that's the end of the record. One of the most incredible and artistic expressions in rap I've ever heard. And so for people who down rap and don't understand it, man, it's such a it's such a nuanced world, man. You got to get into it. That record is called I Gave You Power by Nasir Jones, a.k.a. Nas, one of the dopest MCs to ever pick up a mic. Nazarene, we got to talk to you, brother. Get in here. Yeah. As well, man, it's been a great, great show. Definitely grateful to be able to call in this evening. It's like we up against the clock. A little bit, but um, just a little bit. I, feel, I could carry you over too now, so you might as well take take do what you got to do. Well, I got you, fam. Thank you. First and foremost, to everyone listening, theshroudedlighthouse dot com is where you can purchase Zoe Williams' latest book, theshroudedlighthouse dot com. That's where you need to be. It's gonna feed your soul, as you already know. Continue to tune in. We love and su- appreciate everyone's support. Wow. Straight like that. Thank you for, uh, for plugging myself. I don't even be plugging, but I hey, be tripping. Go ahead, look, brother. Go ahead. The folk, they need it. They need it. We need it. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, but now what felt appropriate to share, um, it might be this way that I kind of found myself to think about the type of woman that I want or the type of relationship uh, I would like to share with my significant other. And I liken it, too, because I've always had an affinity for birds of prey. Right, like I really love nature, but like it's something about birds of prey that um are just incredibly beautiful to me. And I'm I'm sure you may have heard about it, but you know about like a falconer or like the people that have falcons, mm-hmm. hawks and things like that. Yes. I feel like what's beautiful about that relationship is to an extent, I imagine every one of those falconers or the, the human beings that quote unquote have a bird they realize that this is a natural bird and they need to be free. Mm. They can play a part in nourishing this animal, even uh, if it's a rescue animal, so to speak. But you take care of what's best or what's in the best interest of that bird, even to teach it how to hunt. You can work together. But at the end of the day, I always love the aspect of being able to set a bird free, not even with the tether on it. But um, it's like to let the bird be the bird. Let that divine creature be as it is and should it return to your arm or to your home it's even more appreciated i think there's just free uh a lot of power in allowing who you're with who you're sharing such a beautiful and incredible experience with good and bad never like house them in a way that's like crippling them or stifling them because even if you think of a zoo again not to make it like everybody's an animal but that's just something that came to my heart. Like a lot of times when we put so many hands on somebody, I guess trying to make them fit our own little box, we're actually doing a disservice. So I think one of the greatest skills is learning, like um, our brother Haru even said in the chat, is like just learning when to let go or what to let go of. Letting go. There's so skill, much. Skill, man. Right. That's there's so skill. much power in it. Yeah. Um, so that's just 
my uh, quick take on that. Just love and support to everyone. Personally, those words help, you know, just keep the toolbox nice and useful and effective, uh, efficient, Thank effective you, and all that. Get out your way. Thank you, Keep brother. Doing your thing, day, bro. We appreciate no you, question, man. Bro. We love you, man. Thank you for that beautiful word. Everybody is sharing tonight, and I love it, man. My brother's submission. Not subservience, not humiliation, but submission needs to be in the toolbox. Right? Surrender, right? Submission as spiritual surrender. That needs to be in the toolbox. Not surrender as in I give up, I quit. But to surrender to the things you cannot change or control. That's a powerful gift, man. Communication, conflict management, commitment, love. Man, these are all things that must be cultivated in the toolbox. Caringness, compassion. These are big things that must. Mutual respect. Honesty. Letting go. Compromise. Individuality. Anger control, fighting fair, these are all tools. And a lot of times people want us to give us all the subtle nuances and the cliff notes so that they don't go on their own journey to cultivate each and every aspect. We Flexibility is a tool that must be. Dependability is a tool. Being affirming in your relationship is a tool. What about balance? Ooh. And we all struggle. We all struggle. I promise you, we all struggle. And it's okay. It's a lot to take in what we talked about tonight. But trust me, this work in process, progress will be worth it if you're committed to evolving, to, to throwing out the tools that no longer serve you, that no, no longer work. Trust me. Listen, I don't have all the answers, but I did start a damn good conversation around it. I know I did that. Listen, I'll be back tomorrow with yet another hot topic. And you already know you're invited to the conversation. I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Stay tuned for news when we come forward. Of these so-called tough guys For years I've been used in robberies Giving this heart to follow me Placing peoples in graves Funerals made cause I was sprayed I was laid in a shelf with a grenade Met a wrecked up tech With numbers on his chest that say 5209385-0 Had a serial to face Hoping one day police would place where he came from A name of some sort of person to claim him Tired of murdering Made him wanna be a plain gun But yo I had some other plans Like the next time the beef is on I make myself jam right in my own is here. How you like me now? I go black. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.